Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. Fear is one of the most potent tools of tyranny. It has the power to eliminate logical thought, to allow outright lies to be accepted as truth, and to limit the use of open discussion to resolve disagreements. That is where we are as a nation now on climate change and the Green New Deal. The entire climate change concept has become a religion, the Church of Climate Change, whose adherents are on a crusade to abolish the carbon molecule. They are oblivious to the basic scientific fact that Earth is a carbon planet. All life on our planet is based on carbon and plans to decarbonize the land, sea, and air will cause the destruction of the complex ecosystem they claim to be protecting. Scientists know that climate change is real. After all, the climate on our planet has been changing since Earth was formed approximately 2 billion years ago. The big lie is the notion that humanity has the power to abort or modify the constant modifications in the Earth's ecosystem that are caused by forces well beyond our understanding and control. It is pure fantasy that mankind has any tool that could alter the short-term or long-term trajectory of Earth's climate or that of our solar system. Of course, like any religion, the Church of Climate Change has its ardent disciples who accept the gospel without question and others who deny or reject the basic doctrine of the religion. The scenario would not be complete, however, without those who fake belief for personal gain and, in doing so, take advantage of church supporters. Last week, David Malpass, president of the World Bank, made the mistake of admitting in public that he couldn't say exactly what percentage of climate change could be attributed to human activity. Public outcry against him for climate heresy was immediate. Richard Ron's commentary is especially noteworthy. Richard has been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio in the past. 
with appreciation of his wisdom and intellect, I'm going to quote him about uh, this whole kerfuffle with David Malpass. And here's his quote. No surprise, one of the leaders of the Get Malpass gang is Al Gore. For more decades than we can recall, Mr. Gore has been telling us that the earth is going to end the next day, or at least the day after, if we do not financially support one of the environmental initiatives that often just happen to enrich him. A whole cottage industry of the errors of Al Gore has grown up that can be easily found on the Internet. For many years, Mr. Gore has announced that the Arctic Ocean will be free of sea ice several times in the future. These dates come and go. The sea ice is still with us, but the press is too polite to mention that Mr. Gore is a fraud. The ever-predictable fool John Kerry joined in with the attempted lynching, bringing rope from one of his yachts or one of his private planes, of course, to tell us once again, because he is of pure thought, that the fact that he produces many times the CO2 of the rest of us is of absolutely no importance, end quote. None of this is surprising, of course, but it points out the need for clarification. After our commercial break, Robert Kappelman will be joining us once again to put all of this in the proper perspective. We are back with Robert Kappelman, Bachelor of Science degree from Stetson University and completed undergraduate requirements in chemical and civil engineering and received a master's degree in environmental engineering from the University of Florida. His graduate research area was atmospheric photochemistry. He is a registered professional engineer in the state of Florida. Robert, first of all, welcome back as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Glad to be here, Dr. Dan. Robert, I want you to clearly explain for our audience the separate parts of our ecosystem involved in climate change and what mankind can and cannot do to change any of them. Well, uh, going back uh, to really the late 90s, uh, uh, rather early uh, 1980s, uh, late 1980s, in that time frame, uh, the Al Gore phenomenon started um, happening about man potentially having some impact on climate. Uh, the UN uh, set up uh, international panels to study this, and their first report said that, in theory, man might have some influence. Now, that has gone from some influence uh, to man driving the whole climate change issue. You hardly hear anything about Mother Nature. It's all about man. And uh, I've kept up with the science through this, uh, through the jobs I've had. I, I served on a uh, climate panel for public power, and we were part of a group that was the no regrets. Let's say we do have some influence. Let us have the most efficient power 
we can, uh, the cleanest power we can, because even though the evidence is very meager at that time, that man could be causing this, we said, let's have no regrets. It's, it's good business to make more power with less pollution. That's fine. As we went on, the science got more and more certain that it was man, but the evidence was really not there. Everything was generated by climate models. And here is where the religious aspect comes in because the people doing the models have now determined that man is the number one culprit and everyone needs to believe the models. Now, what has happened is other science, uh, the climatologist, the geologist, uh, the people that deal with food production, uh, weather events, have all taken the information from the climate modelers as truth, as unfaith, and their belief that this is correct. So everything projected from what's going to happen to us, the fear factor, is based on models that other scientists take and project from that. So you project the famines, you project the disease, you project everything like that. So tell me, everything's now based on computer models. So as the saying goes, what could be wrong with that? We, we believe computers help us out in so many aspects of our lives. But realistically, if we're going to believe a bunch of commu- computer mo- models to really govern our future, what is the problem? Why is that not a sound idea? Well, the models typically cannot tell you an absolute. They can give you some directional information, but what you put in the model is critical. For instance, the climate models, the two biggest drivers are greenhouse gases and land use. So you look at that and you say, well, okay, it is true that water vapor, carbon dioxide, methane are greenhouse gases, but where do they come from? Well, if you can still find it, and I I sent you a graph that I hope you enjoyed, but it shows that virtually the vast majority of the greenhouse gas water vapor, even though we water our lawns and so on, is from Mother Nature. We look at CO2 and we find that uh, depending on which graphics you look at, only three, maybe 5% of the total carbon dioxide that's emitted in the air comes from man. Everything else is mother nature. Methane, the other greenhouse gas, the same thing. And so logic tells you uh, the chemistry, uh, um, stoichiometric chemistry, kind of tells you, wait a minute, how can 5% CO2 drive this whole thing? And the answer is, it really can't. But what you then do is you say, well, how do I, I, my faith is that we're doing this and that we must do something about it. How can I explain that? Well, you explain it by coming up with answers that make absolutely no sense. The one thing I was looking at was, Uh, The fact that the human-produced carbon dioxide stays up in the atmosphere hundreds of years. I I went to the NASA uh, website, 
they say, oh, the human carbon dioxide stays up in the atmosphere 300 to 1,000 years. And I'm going, wait a minute, let me go back a little bit further in time, found a website, credible also, and they said it lasts, CO2 lasts in the atmosphere five years. And I'm going, well, that, that, that's very interesting. Two reputable websites, one tied to the federal government, the other tied to a non-federal government agency. And you're starting to say, well, wait a minute. Okay, CO2, man is a, a minor player in CO2, yet our CO2 is driving the whole climate thing. The methane the same way, the nitrous oxide the same way. So you're beginning to say that doesn't make any sense. How in the world can that be driving the whole process? And the answer is it isn't. Well, wait a minute. The temperature is going up. The sea levels are rising. But if you go back and look, they've been rising for 25,000 years, with, but not in a straight line. Uh, there are periods where the climate is changing fairly rapidly in geologic times. In other words, significant change over two, three, four hundred years. And then it goes back and so on. You have what they call the warming periods, the Roman warming period, the uh, medieval uh, warming period. And then you had an, uh, an ice age, a mini ice age after the big major ice age was over. Well, well hey, how do you explain that? Uh, climate believers that man's doing this, we, what you do is you ignore it. And this is what the UN has done is they've used um, what they call a smoothing technique on models. They have the famous hockey stick, which a lot of people, the listeners may have heard, which shows that the, uh, the climate is staying the same, the temperature the same. And then all of a sudden industrial mankind starts and the temperature just goes up and up and up. And they do the same thing with the uh, ocean. But it, in at reality, uh, if you put the curves back in, you'll see a, a warming periods, you'll see cooling periods. And man had absolutely nothing to do with it because it's even before the Industrial Revolution. So the real science says man is a minor player in this whole drama. You know, it's a well-known fact that the Vikings had farms, uh, grew crops, and had animals on in Greenland, uh, which is now covered by a glacier two miles thick. And uh, we've discussed that before, is that there was a two to three hundred year period when that was possible. And then the climate changed and, well, they were forced out. They could not maintain their colonies there and they had to uh, they tried to adapt, I guess, as long as they could. And then eventually they said, this is foolish. We're going back to where we can grow things. And it also brings up another really important point from a scientific point of view. When you show things on a graph, it doesn't necessarily mean that changes on the graph, graph are caused by the, the, the things that you're measuring. Causation is not the same as change. It, uh, this is the whole thing. Sometimes there's a coincidence, sometimes there is a correlation, and sometimes there's cause and effect. Until you can prove cause and effect, you, you don't have anything. 
Now, one of the things that I've done in uh, different presentations is to take a nice cold can of soda pop, I guess that's an old expression, and a, a warm can of soda. Open them both at the same time, one of them loses its fizz faster than the other. Now, the fact that you're also a former researcher, could you surmise which can lost its fizz first, the cold can or the warm can? I think I flunked that class, so why don't you tell me? Well, uh, a cold liquid will hold more gas than a warm liquid. So if it gets warm, the gas is going out. Now, it's chicken and egg. And this is where no one really wants to discuss the chicken and the egg, but if the earth is naturally getting warmer, biological activity increases, therefore decomposition of uh, organic material, which releases ooh, CO2, methane, uh, so on. The ocean can't hold as much CO2 as it did before, so you may have uh, not as much held, and maybe more, you don't know. The point is, is, is the temperature causing the CO2 to go up, or is the CO2 causing the temperature to go up? If you look at the gas laws and the fact that biological activity is increasing at warmer temperatures, chances are the CO2 emissions may be linked um, to that temperature increase as opposed to causing the temperature to increase due to the increased CO2. There's a lot of stuff, and when you look through this, and, and this is one last point I wanted to make, the UN has put the pressure on the big data companies to de-emphasize, if not totally to eliminate, the graph that I sent you I used in a two, 2007 presentation, it's a 2003 graph, you cannot find that graph anymore on the internet. You cannot find that graph. At least I spent an hour uh, looking for that graph and it's, it's not there because the fact that most of the greenhouse gases are natural does not fit with the narrative. So what do you do? You get rid of anything that disagrees with the narrative. The, uh, your comparison to religion really makes sense because the heretics are burned at the stake, but they're burned by being eliminated off the internet. And uh, you, can't, um, you can't find some of these. Now, some of the uh, outfits, one of them is the CO2 Coalition, which has a lot of the old, uh, a lot of the UN scientists that got fed up with the shenanigans with the IPCC and started telling the truth through their own website. But uh, again, uh, this is the, the public is being vastly misled. Part of it is the, they're true believers. Most of it is power and money. Because if I'm in the uh, selling solar uh, systems, I want to just hit the CO2 is the most evil thing in the world. If I'm doing windmills, it's the most evil thing. If I'm a nuclear energy guy, CO2 is the worst thing in the world. Uh, but also, if I want to have power, I want to start saying, look, you've got to do this to save the planet. You've got to do that to save the planet. 
And what the UN is telling us is you, you, you living, your houses are too big. They've got to be smaller. We've got to put you all together to save the planet. Oh my gosh, you know, we need to read. We need to grow forests back. There's too much farmland. You people are eating too well. You know, no more cows, no more beef. It's like, wow. But this is more about power because they've got you. And too many people are just rolling over because they can't get the truth. Because the truth is inconvenient. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Everything gonna be all.